Entering our second season of Blood Time, we want to thank not only our phenomenal and remarkable individuals that were our guests, but also the support, the incredible support that we have had throughout the community, not only locally, but nationally. What you can absolutely put to bed as guaranteed the second season of Blood Time are more remarkable individuals, more transformative stories, and more Blood Time moments. Please give a listen to the second season for we are all blood. Coach Cimarroni here. Love to all. I want to thank Serve Pro of Beachwood, our newest sponsor, and Jack Coslin, the owner. They serve all of Northeast Ohio, not just Beachwood. They specialize in disaster cleanup that leaves your home or office like new, like it never happened. Flood and water damage, fire, mold, and they say even blood and guts. Not just any Serve Pro. Seek out Serve Pro of Beachwood. That's Serve Pro Beachwood, Shaker Heights, Cleveland Heights.com, 216-464-4498. Operated by a former All-State wrestler from Beachwood, we love Serve Pro of Beachwood. Coach Cimarroni for Next Level Continuing Education. Next Level brings unique education to real estate professionals and real estate investors on how to get money effectively and efficiently into real estate investments. Next Level Continuing Education has ditched the traditional continuing education platform. Gone are the days of listening to boring content in a stuffy classroom setting. Come jump on a Zoom call whenever you find it comfortable and learn how to expand your real estate portfolio. Next Level CE brings unique content across Ohio and the Midwest to teach real estate investors how to become their own bank using the infinite banking concept to acquire more properties quickly. So check out Next Level Continuing Education for all your real estate investment needs. Hey, it's blood time here, Coach Cimarroni, and uh, this is about uh, two years in the making. Well, maybe not two years, but uh, we had this gentleman in uh, studio last year with another gentleman who, uh, because of FINRA and some other uh, regulations, re- regulatory agencies, couldn't uh, air the uh, episode. We were both very uh, disappointed about that, but that's all past. That's all history. Today, I've got the man, Anthony Lawton from Mentor High School. How are you, man? Good, Anthony how are you? Lawton. What's going on, baby? Everything's good, man. Everything's good. It's uh, great. Uh, 2020's good. Right? right? Yeah, right. It's all attitude, right? It's all attitude. It's, it's all attitude. You know, how, how do you take it forward, right? Yep. It's about how you react. It's mm-hmm. about how you adjust the circumstances and right. have a positive mindset. Absolutely. So here, here we sit, okay? We had interviewed you. Young Guns episode, we're ready to rock and roll last year. We couldn't do it. And that's cool. So we got you back here, uh, season two. And Anthony, you got an interesting story, man. You were a, you were a big dude playing ball back in the day at Mentor, right, for Mitch Trubisky. You were as a center, right? Am I yep. right or am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, you're right there. Yeah, I was a uh, center for Mitch okay. at Mentor High. I uh, graduated in 2012. Okay. Um, yeah, but I was a bigger dude back then. You were a bigger dude. Then you went and you, you played center, was it? Or center yeah. or guard? Center at, at Baldwin-Wallace. At Baldwin-Wallace at about what, 260? 260, 265, yeah. 260. Dude, you were, you were just a, a fragment of your... <laughs> 
<laughs> I was a tank, man. <laughs> You're a fragment of what you used to be, baby. What are you about, about a buck ninety, buck eighty? What are you? Yeah, doing? I'm a, I'm like a buck ninety now. Okay. At my lowest, I was like one sixty something. Wow. But I, I really couldn't sustain that one for very long. Yeah, that's a food vacuum, my brother. Yeah. <laughs> Although I live in that now, I'm a buck thirty five this morning. So. <laughs> you look great. Oh God, I love you. So do you, man. It's great to see you. So. So we got all this going on with football, but you were also a wrestler, too. I was. Okay, talk was. to me a little bit about that. Yeah, wrestling was a, a big, big thing for me okay. uh, in middle school and some parts of high school. And right. um, after high school, I just decided to focus on football. Just sure. better and being, you know, the, the big-time program that it is. Right. Uh, football is year-round thing. So, right. Um, but it did help me develop a lot of a lot of skill set, a lot of mindset around um you know, different techniques, different strategies that I needed to use. Sure. Um, and it helped me with leverage. I was yeah. a shorter guy. Yeah. Uh, so being able to, you know, incorporate wrestling with what I do, you know, what I did in, in college and in high school at the uh, football level was huge. Well, they say that, uh, I'm pretty sure that this is true, but the last draft, the, the top 10 offensive linemen, six were former either state champs in wrestling or had a lot of wrestling experience because of that. Yeah, oh yeah. It's you know. all a leverage play in wrestling, right? I right. mean, it's all getting down to the nitty gritty. Right. Core, um, working hard. right? Core, Core your leverage, your angles. Yep. Right? I mean, you know, I I played center in the Stone Age. <laughs> I remember those stories you tell me. <laughs> oh, dude, 1975, 74, 75. <laughs> I was uh, 100 and maybe 55 pounds center for Beachwood, okay, at five, seven and a half, whatever, right? Uh, but I was a piece of iron, man. I was, I mean, and I was the, I was the gunner. I'd snap the ball on the punt, and I'd gun. I would be the gunner. And how crazy it was back then. You, were I was the gunner. That's insane. <laughs> you had a cornerback as the gunner. Essentially, is what it was, right? Right. It was crazy, right? So you know. Uh, but having said that, it made me a much better lineman. Oh, okay, yeah. and it affected me also in other sports too. It made me a better golfer. You know, I could yeah. hit the ball farther because my hips were were strong. You yep. know? Um Better baseball player. I was able to turn that double play. I was a second baseman. I was able to turn that double play better because I just had better core strength, better angles. Core strength is the most pivotal thing, right? In sports, right. So is it, for sure. So and you coach now too, right? You, are you still coaching? Or yeah. What, what's so going on with this that? year is a little bit different with coronavirus. Okay. Uh, I you know with with business and, and things going on of that nature, I decided right. not to go back this year. Okay. I have full plans of going back next year. Hopefully, if they'll have me uh, okay. at Mentor. Uh, coach Gray is an excellent dude. Sure. Um, and and shout out to him for having his first kid. So. Oh God bless. Yeah. Awesome. Um. But yeah, great program, great guys. Um. And they do a lot of a lot of, a lot of cool things. So. That being said, you know, this year was a little bit more tough for me. Sure. Um, with everything going on, but I had to pivot a little bit, but I'm still very active and and wanting to coach. Gotcha, still. gotcha. Well, listen, I, I need an assistant coach at Beach at uh, Beachwood at Chagrin Falls. You wanna yeah. wanna step up step is that, up? Is this the application right here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I'm interviewing you. Yeah, man. I'm in. I'm You're in. in. <laughs> Fantastic. You got a full I got a full contract. <laughs> perfect. Let's sign it. Yeah. It's it's signed. So, you know, so tell me tell me a little bit about how the the football field, that connection you had with your coaches, uh, and some of those coaches that were who was that blood time moment for you? What coach was that blood time moment? And then what did you do with that blood time moment now in the business world? And, and obviously, yeah, there's been a lot started. of great coaches and so many to not name, right? Right. Um, that have been impactful in my life. Um, at the high school level, I'll talk about him first, which is Ness Janiak. He's the quarterback coach at Mentor. Okay. Uh, pretty much a quarterback guru. Produced a lot of sure. Ohio uh, State, you know, um, what is it, the uh, 
the winner of the, the award for Ohio for best player in the Oh yeah, Mr. 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 Football. Ohio. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Football, football, yeah. Mr. Football, yeah. So he had a lot of Mr. Football guys, but he was just a great guy, math teacher and mentor. Awesome. Um, but he was just very encouraging, very motivating, mm-hmm. um, and just actually sat you down and talked to you. Was there some just one conversation that just clicked with you and said, man, I can do something a little bit better than I think I can? Yeah, he would always come up to me, you know, he would just talk to me and say, there's, there's, there's a little thing with coaches, and so they come up to you and they care. Yeah. And he's the one that came up to me and it's like, hey, did you get your math homework done? Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's like little subtle things like that. It wasn't about football. It wasn't about film. It wasn't about those things. It was about, like, conversations about life. Right. And that's what translated to how I coach now or how I want to coach. And then also in the business world, just having real personal conversations with people. Yeah. You know, knowing more about them, caring about them. Right. Understanding where their background is. Right. Um, That's huge. Absolutely. Well, and so so this this is your high school. Anybody in college that – that took it to the next level, maybe. Because yeah. I, I had that. You know, I had a great, great, great high school coach. And my college coach took it to the next level because he talked to me about expanding it as almost in a business model. Yep. You know, he was more like a CEO, my college coach. And it was DiCarlo, who was, you know, a Hall of Famer. And I had Coach I, who was a Hall of Famer as well. So Yeah, this guy probably um, really molded me. Okay. His name's Ryan Crow. Okay. He came in my... I want to say sophomore or junior year. All right. He comes into the room, offensive line coach at the time. Right. He's GA from Ohio State, Florida, all those places. Oh, wow. Nice background. We're yeah. sitting in the in the meeting room. He, he introduced himself. And I'm thinking to myself, who the hell is this guy? Right. Like, what is he doing? Yeah. Comes in there like a ton of bricks. Okay. I'm like, I immediately, I'm thinking to myself, I hate this guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the With first the part of love. That's yep. the first part of love, right? Yep. Hate. And I'm like, I'm sitting here like, I hate this guy, man. Yeah. This guy is like, whoa, way too much for me right now. All right. And, uh, you know, then he started talking about himself, talking, and then more importantly, talked about how he wanted to mold us to be better people in society. Okay. But also mold us to be better football players. Great. And... I was thinking to myself, oh, you know, God, this is going to be a long two years or however long he is, right? Right. And I say that now because looking back, I mean, he is the best coach I've ever had okay. in my entire life. Okay. Um, just from being really, really hard on us. Okay. Demanding a lot out of us because he knew our potential. And then ultimately just making sure that we were good as in life. Right. Hey, you want to come over for dinner, right? Right. Hey, do you want to, you know, let's get together for a lineman cookout, right? Right. Um, I always asking us if we need anything. Sure. And over time, that first year, I was like, man, I love this guy. Yeah, right. right. I love this from, guy. From hate to love. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, cool. he would be buying stuff out of pocket. He bought these cuffs. They're like handcuffs, but they were they were rubber. Okay. And they're used for linemen when you go through the chutes. Gotcha. Keep your hands tight inside. Gotcha. And you're, you know, yeah, your elbows in. Elbows in. Yep. Elbows in, yeah. yeah. Kind of like wrestling, right? Totally like elbows wrestling. Elbows in, yeah, right? Elbows in. You're flying elbows. You're getting, you're getting tanked. You're getting, you're getting yeah. knocked down, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we would have these cuffs on, okay, all the time. Okay. We would have a plate outside. We would do kick steps. Gotcha. And there would be a forty-five pound plate, and we had to punch with the forty-five pound plate. Now, mind you, it's about ninety-five degrees on turf. Of course. A metal plate. Yeah. The plate's hot as hell. Yeah, absolutely. And we're just out there getting it at, getting after it. I love it. And we rushed for probably, we averaged like 300 yards rushing that year well, that's and the why. year after. That's why. Yep. And, and you know, it's interesting what, what you said about this guy. And I love this guy. I don't even know him. But I want to graduate great human beings. Because if you graduate great human beings, great wrestling comes easy. 
All you got to have is a little bit of talent because yep. you got all the underpinnings of great work ethic, dedication, loyalty, stick to all those things that you need to be a great athlete. Yep. You know, and so I love what this guy is saying. What's his name again? Ryan, Ryan Crow. So Ryan, Ryan Crow, Crow, yeah. Okay. And, and shout out to Ryan, uh, sure. Coach Crow. Um, yeah. He is currently in Nashville, Tennessee. Nice. He's on the Tennessee Titans. He's a defensive assistant. Is over that there. right? Yeah, with Mike Vrabel. Yep. Wow. Another, um, another wrestler. Another wrestler. Yep. Vrabel's a big wrestler. Yep. Big time guy. Yep. From around here, actually. Yeah. So, I mean, but I mean, now he's with the Titans and he, nothing's changed with him. I love it. But the, the thing that inspires me the most about him is... You, you'd see that when you go to the facility, mm-hmm. he'd be there for 14 hours a day. Sure. Watching film, yeah. dissecting it, call me into his office. Hey, we got to talk about this. What are right. you doing here? Right. You know, but the guy just was relentless. I love that. And it transformed us. We were sure. five and five or whatever we were. And we turned ourselves to seven and three. Yep. Eight and two the next year. I mean, almost close to a, you know, a bid for the playoffs. Sure. Sure. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. It's it's fantastic, and that's where the rubber really meets the road, mm-hmm. you know. Because I think that at every level, the coach is an important aspect of success. I think the only sport at the professional level that the coach has a has really lost their meaning is at the NBA. I think you got a lot of interesting human beings <laughs> playing in that in yes. that league. But you could just see it. I mean, look at Davey Roberts, what he did for the Los Angeles Dodgers. I mean, they love him. They just at flat. I mean, they don't agree with him all the time, but they love him, you know. Um, and so you you see that, you know, my, my and I think you and I have had this conversation off, off air about my nephew, Matt Guerrero, who's the D.C. at Duke. They're having a tough year this year. But Cutcliffe, the head coach, who was the coach for, for the Manning boys, Peyton Manning yep. at Tennessee and Eli over at uh, uh, Ole Miss, I believe, where, where he was at. He was the brains behind those guys, and he's the brains behind Daniel Jones, who's you know doing whatever he's doing at the New York Giants, right? Yep. Um, and he turned around that program. They hadn't been, been to a bowl game since 1961. In the last 10 years, they've been to seven different bowl games. You know, so and they're competitive. This year they're they're a little down, but they're competitive every year. They're they're always winning. You know, and he says he's the first in and last out. And and Matt sometimes sleeps there. You know, yeah. and, and, but he he watched the head coach do that. You know what I mean? Yep. So this is what you're saying with 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 Crow. Oh yeah, everybody. You the way you lead, in my opinion, is you should lead by example. Yeah, people will follow your lead. Right, a hundred percent of the time. I agree. Um, even at Duke, you know, I have a friend, Joe Casper, who's now, you know, he was DB's coach there. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. sure, yeah, yeah, sure, Joe. Yep, and now he is the quarterback, one of the quarterback assistant coaches. Yeah. And he's there 10, 15 hours a week. Absolutely. Now, the thing with coaches mm-hmm. is you have to like the guy, right? Right. But you can't, the coach can't make you make it seem like you like them too much. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Totally. Because if, totally. if you, if they, if they know that you like them too much and you're friendly and you can... Mm-hmm. They can get away with anything they want. Yep. So with Crow, it's an intricate balance because it's hard to do. It's like you love the guy uh-huh. and you think that you're really close and you are close, uh-huh. but he's real hard on you. Gotcha. And he's real tough on you. He's like, wow, what is this guy doing? You know, like showing up, you know, late by. But isn't that a great way to be a father and a parent? It is. You see what I'm saying? So that translates because, you know, I take things very seriously the actual term for a coach or a teacher is locus parentis. It's a Latin term for local parent. Mm-hmm. 
And that's the responsibility. And so when the kids walk in, first day of practice every year, I say, you're all my sons. And I'm going to treat you like that, but I'm also going to hold you to that high standard. You know, so there's going to be consequences for bad behavior. Yep. They're going to be swift, just, and consistent. But you can rely on that from me. You, you know what I mean? So I think that's what you're saying. But also, too, one of the things that I noticed with you, because I've been in business meetings with you, Anthony, it's very impressive, is you truly want to know about the person sitting across the step, across the desk from you or across the chair from you or across the table from you. Tell me a little bit about that. Is that intrinsic in yourself as naturally, or have you been coached that way, or have you been raised that way? I think it's a combination of all three. Okay. Um, I think that I have a natural ability just to want to know more people and what, what their story's about, because gotcha. everybody's story's different. Sure. But I think that from a coaching standpoint, when a coach comes in or somebody's coaching you, yeah, the coach has to know your style. Right. They have to know how you want, how you're coached. Are you, are you, do you react, you react well getting screamed at? Sure. Do you sure. react well getting pushed, pulled aside and talked to? Right. And, you know, that's what really, really put me over the edge in the business realm is yeah. I was not a guy that got, I didn't like getting yelled at. Right. I didn't, I didn't react very well to gotcha. it. Gotcha. So Crow, you know, he would always yell initially. Yeah. I didn't react very well. I got pissed off. Sure. And I'll be the first one to admit it. Right. But over time, he learned that, hey, the way I talk to Anthony, the way that he performs his best yep. is if he is, you know, brought to the side and talked to. Okay. Said, hey, this is what you're doing wrong. You need to fix it. Gotcha. Um, so I think that alone is, that's where that turning point was for me. You know, it's interesting that you rec recognize that and you're in your mid-20s. Mm -hmm. Well, I wish I had that knowledge or that mentorship in my early 20s. Um because I didn't recognize that probably till I was in my mid forties, and it was just as it was just a dynamic. It was it was a paradigm shift from the golden rule to the platinum rule. The platinum rule is do unto others as they wish to be done unto, mm -hmm. not as I wish to be done unto. Yep. So you're telling me this at at a relatively young age that you can take to the rest of the world now, <laughs> and just saying that. So you're listening to people on how they want to be treated because, you know, if I'm if I'm engaging you, uh, let's say I, I, I bring you aboard as my EVP of sales and marketing, and your way of moving through life is to be recognized and have a little bit more balance as opposed to more money, although money is good, money mm -hmm. is important, and I'm not listening to that, and I'm just putting together these really aggressive sales things that you can get these this dynamic you know, spiffs at the end of the day and, and bonuses, and you're like... Cimarroni, you're not listening to me. Yep. Same kind of thing which you probably experienced with Crow. Yep. You know what I mean? Or vice versa, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, even with my business partners, they know. Mm -hmm. It's not about the money with me. Right. People, you know, that I first meet, they're like, hey, we do a referral program. It's like, so something you got to know about me. Right. The money will always come. Well said. As long as you treat people the right way. I love and that. you do well by others. I love that. So, I tell them that to their face. Sure. And I say, hey, I don't need the money. Right. I'm going to do what's best for my clientele if it makes sense for them right. to better them. But also, at the same time, if I do a good enough job, yeah. people are going to say, hey, this guy's a real, the real deal. I love that. You know what? You should really talk to him because he does good work. That's beautiful. And that's, what it, it's, it's a, that's how the world works. Absolutely. Well, you know, I, I want to come back to that. But we're going to take a break because we have a sponsor. That's our friend, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And we'll be back in about uh, five minutes or so. Thanks. This is Coach Cimarroni for Blood Time. We'll be back with Anthony soon.
Defense Soap at DefenseSoap.com. In the midst of our current health crisis, we at Blood Time want to thank Guy and Gus Seiko and the team at Defense Soap as a beacon of our protection. Body wipes, skin cleansers, bars of soap, shower gels, and disinfectant tablets. All this and more as Defense Soap is on the front line of our protection. Thanks to the Seiko family and their team at Defense Soap. Check them out for all your protection needs during these precarious times. Defense Soap at DefenseSoap.com Yes, this is uh, Coach Cimarroni for Limo King, one of our newest sponsors, and Connor Mack. We love Connor. Uh, he has uh, this company that's the premier party bus company for Cleveland with over 200 reviews being five stars. That's 200 reviews at five stars. Holy cow. All of their vehicles are purchased brand new and are custom built. They service nights out, sporting events, concerts, weddings, and many other services. They service all of Northeast Ohio, Akron, and Canton. Feel free to call or text the owner, Connor Mack, directly at 440-221-4474. That's Connor Mack, 440-221-4474. TheLimoKing.com. TheLimoKing.com for all of your party bus needs. And we're back. This is Coach Cimarroni. I'm sitting here with Anthony Lawton. And how you doing, Anthony? Good, man. Good. Good. We're back from uh, the wonderful sponsor, Connor. Connor M, baby. Oh, yeah. Connor M's my guy. Yeah. Love that guy. Thank you so much, Connor, if you're yeah. listening to, uh, you know, we appreciate it. We do. Thanks we for do. the support. And use Limo King. Use Limo King. <laughs> Absolutely. Use all, Limo King. For all your limo needs. Oh, my God. He's got the best lineup ever. I, I looked at his website. Yeah. I mean, he's got the best top-notch stuff going on. And he's on. just a great guy. Oh, yeah. You know, he's a great guy. So... Um, we won't mention where he works because yeah. who knows, yeah. right? Yeah. We don't want to get, yeah. we don't want to get into trouble <laughs> anyhow, but thanks for coming in again, Anthony. And I love the philosophy that you share with us in the first part of the uh, episode. I want you to expand a little bit about that. So tell me a little bit about what you see, uh, in the future for your business career based on the lessons that you learned both in the wrestling room and on the football field. What does that look like for you? Future business for me um, is is simply just one thing. Okay. And this one thing is, you know, I provide a service, right? I do things for others and sure. I help that. I'm a consultant, so I help them save money on, in certain areas of their shipping, right? Yes. Um, but that's not all I do. Of course. And I want to be a valuable resource to, to my business clientele. Okay. And any means necessary. So if I have a person that handles, you know, a partner that handles a certain aspect of their business that can help, I'm going right. to introduce them. Right. So I think that moving forward in my business world, it's going to look a lot like taking care of my own. Okay. And really providing the value to them, not just from my end, but from also partners' ends. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. You know, and we're also in a very interesting time of life right now. You've got a great attitude. Some people don't have a great attitude about this. Although um, I've been interviewing uh, a lot of people and there's some, you know, we're going to get over it. You know, eventually we're going to be back to normal. We're going to have to have courage. We're going to have to have creativity. We're going to have to have leadership. Tell me, tell me your thoughts as a, as a young, young man. And this is, you know, something I've never experienced and I'm 63. 
you're going to have this in your back pocket, you know, at 20, what are you, 26? 26, yeah. Okay, and you, this is going to be in your back pocket. So you'll have this rest of your life, this experience. What What do you see in regards to the society at large that you that has either surprised you or has encouraged you for your generation? I think what encourages me, I'll start with encouraging first. Cool. Being the positive mindset that I am. Sure. Well, well surprise you could be also good or bad. Yeah, 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 yeah right. that's, that's yeah. true. That's true. Okay, so so encouraging, yeah. Yeah, encouraging. I, I think that the most important aspect for us encouraging-wise moving forward is just the, the it's 2020, yeah. middle of a pandemic. Right. People have been isolated a little bit. Sure. And I think that people can look back and reflect on, wow, what, what did we do before this? Well said. You know, like yeah. how did we react and interact with our other people before this pandemic? Mm-hmm. We were talking in person. Yeah. We went to, you know, you know, uh, a happy hour. Right. We had, you know, business meetings in person. Sure. And now things have changed to where you have it on, through Zoom right. or online. Right. And I think that what's important is I think a lot of people are going to look back and say, wow, we really were fortunate that we were able to do that. Sure. And it might sound a little bit, you know, over the top, but it's true. Yeah. People are going to be like, oh, my, you know, this is really something that benefited us in the business realm. Right. And now we have to pivot a little bit. Yeah. But I think people are going to be more grateful moving forward. Once we get back to the situation. Exactly. Yeah. But it also revealed some inefficiencies, right, in our entire existence as business people, but also as people, but particularly in business where the solution was out there technologically. We just didn't pay attention to it. Case in point, the stock in Zoom. <laughs> I wish I would have bought before that. Right? By the way. Uh, yeah, exactly right. You know, or you know, simply like the stock in Wayfair, Overstock, or Etsy, or Amazon, or any of these online delivery services and, and purchasing services have really shown us maybe a better way or a different way. So, yeah. what what are your thoughts on that? I think that before before yeah. this pandemic, I would always try to go out and meet them in person first. Gotcha. I love the social interaction. I love being in front of people. I think I do better in front of people. Body language, all those things. I, come I, into play. I couldn't agree with you more, 100%. Right. Yeah. But now I think it's more status quo, if you will, Right. that Zoom is going to be that new platform for a first meeting. And people are going to be more um, open to the idea. Because before, you know, a lot of the older generations, they're like, I'm not going on a Zoom call. Right. I'll talk right. to you on the phone. Right. Right. If, it, if we if need be. Sure. That doesn't show your body language. It just shows your, your tone of voice. Right. Which, on the phone, there's, you know, techniques that you need to use to be able to project your voice. I agree with you 100%. And Zoom also brings a little bit of a um, uh, paranoia to some degree or self, self-consciousness when you're looking at yourself talking, which you don't do. Like, I'm not looking at myself talking to you right now. Right. I'm looking at you. So I really don't <laughs> give a shit what I look like. I mean, you know, I do, but I don't. You know what I mean? So... So that's there too. So there's a difference. There's a difference there. But you said something that was really a great nugget about being thankful, being grateful. And I, when I go into the the wrestling room every year, I said, guys, and if we have a girl, say, yeah. salute, great. I said you have a choice every moment of your existence to be either the most important moment of your life, important or meaningless. It's up to you. Mm-hmm. And so you should be grateful for this time and enjoy it, even though we're going through some tough, tough, tough stuff here. You know, wrestling room is kind of like, you know, wrestling room compared to every other sport. That's the toughest, toughest room to be in. You know, so maybe right now we're 
our whole nation, the whole world is in a wrestling room. <laughs> right. You know, we got to get get you know get get through this. But we should even we should even embrace the pain, embrace the struggle, right? Embrace and enjoy that. it. Right? Enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy it because no change comes from being happy all the time. Right. right? Or complacent. Yeah. Yeah. There's Absolutely. no change there. Yeah. Where change where change truly comes, in my opinion, is through pain. Sure. If you have to struggle for something, you're going to work 20 times harder. Right. And you're going to have more in your back pocket to move forward and say, I can handle this. I can navigate this. I love that. You know? I love that. So so let me get to the second part of the question. Anything that's surprising you with your generation? Some leadership that's cool or not cool or you know, victimization or ass kicking or anything in between. <laughs> you know what? You know, because we, we got the whole gambit, right? Of, yeah. Of all different types of leadership. And this may be me being a, a millennial. Okay. okay. Sure. And I, this statement may come from that, but... I think that my generation, once we move into positions of power within organizations, okay. COOs, people that can make opinions and make changes in a company organization. Right, sure. I think that our generation is going to be more open to change. Fair, fair enough. Right. I, you know, I, I mean, you're, you're, you, you've come from that business background a lot longer than I have, and right. some people are stuck in their ways. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. If, it, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Right. But I think our generation is always about, hey... If we can improve on something, let's explore this option at least and figure out if we can, if this can benefit us. Yeah, open mind, open heart, yep. right? You know, so I agree with you. Bliss, I, I couldn't agree with you more. My company is a best practices company, yeah. and you're one of my best practices, yeah. So, uh, both as a person and, and, as a, and as a service. And so I couldn't agree with you more that we need to constantly look for the best way we can do things and have our eyes and ears and, and mind and heart open to that. And I think that that leadership, if it has to be pushed on us by your generation, so be it. I love it because we're recognizing on calls that people aren't even knowing what they don't even know. The yeah. inefficiencies are so rampant across the board that they don't even know that there's solutions out there. It's crazy, right? It's it's so crazy to me, and I'm so passionate about what I do because I can truly help people. Sure. And there's a business in mind that, you know, comes comes to mind actually right on the top of my head is, you know, there's a company that shipped about 500 grand a year. Wow. And their business, they were about 90% loss of sales this Gee, year. Whiz. So they're, they're, they're really struggling. Yeah. They and could use some found money. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you could use found money, right? Right. So I'm talking with the COO and, you know, right. he's like, hey, I want to move forward. I want to do this. Right. But then the CEO, he said, I need the CEO's approval. I said, right. okay. So the CEO said, we're going to stay status quo right now. Okay. Now, in my head, that means that, hey, this company wants to say status quo. If you're not in motion, yep. Yep. it's not, you're going to lose, you're going to lose your business. Right. And that just makes me so passionate. So I emailed, you know, her and I said, hey, like, there's $100,000 here at the table. Right. That, that could go back into your operating budget and potentially could save you from a pandemic. Dear God. And, you know, she said, well, you have to tag a COO and you have to, you know, yep. all these things. Right. It's like. Just ridiculous to yeah. jump through those hoops, and you want to literally hand them a hundred thousand yes. dollar check. You know, it's 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 crazy, but that's where ego comes, and, yep. and also fear, right? Because she may be looked upon now as inefficient, mm-hmm. you know, or incompetent, and so you're dealing with that as well. But um, well, I like what your answer was. I like that a lot. Thanks. And I want to um, I want to explore one thing. Before we get to the final question that I want to ask you, but um, you know Mitch Trubisky right now, your your quarterback uh, combo in high school 
is going through an interesting time, obviously, with mm-hmm. Nick Folds now taking his position. But he's an interesting guy. Interesting guy. I mean, I, and and I know that he's like, what, what, he drives like a 10-year-old Toyota or something now. <laughs> he saves his money. He's completely frugal, you know, not, not wanting to be uh, somebody that's got to ever worry about finances yeah. down the road. Um, but how do you think he's handling this now? Is, is that is that fair to ask you? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think okay. that right now, I mean, first of all, he's the most humble guy I know. That's awesome. And he has been always been the same person I've known since high school. Um, and he, he'll do anything for you. That's cool. He did drive an old old Toyota. <laughs> That's right. Um, and uh, but right now, I think that he is just—he's got the biggest positive attitude about this. I love it. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure of it. Yeah. Um, I think that you know when you when you get replaced or you get benched. Yeah. It, it's a it's a tough moment. Sure. But at the same time, you've already gone through those situations. Yeah. You've already gone through those struggles. Yeah. You've already done this for a long time. Right. You can answer now. Gotcha. And I'm sure he's thinking to himself, I can answer. Yeah. Given the opportunity, I can answer. Gotcha. I'll go to practice every day and work my butt off. I'm not going to sit down and, and, and not. Right. So I'm, I guarantee you that he is doing exactly that. He's a better cardinal, man. Yeah, better cardinal, baby. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, we wish wish him the best. Yeah. Because he is a he is so a Northeast Ohio guy, man. Mm-hmm. A lunchbox guy, just putting in his work. and uh, uh, But it is a bright spotlight in Chicago. You know, it is a bright spotlight. It's a big, it's a big marketplace there. Big man. marketplace, yeah. yeah. And if he gets a sport around him, yep, he can do anything and everything. That's great. Yeah, that's great. Well, we wish him the best. And, and Anthony, uh, it's been fantastic talking today. And you know, during these these tough times, these turbulent times, um, I ask my guest to give the audience, leave the audience with some words of encouragement or courage uh, through this time of the virus. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll turn it over to you for the last word. So, I am a big David Goggins guy. Love him. Love him, right? Yeah, yeah. Former Navy SEAL, went through yeah. a lot of trials and tribulations. Okay. I read all of his books. Okay. And he always talks about this one aspect. Okay. And this one aspect is stop ignoring the bad shit. Well said. A- acknowledge it. Yep. Confront it. Right. And, you know, what's funny is Coach Opkendorf, Okay. Asked me to talk to his team. He's a Oberlin's head coach. Okay. And I brought this same concept to them. And they had a losing season last year. Gotcha. And I said, hey, I want everybody to put in the chat bar. We sucked. Gotcha. Face it. Right. And I said, if you guys aren't pissed at me for saying that, there's a problem here. You don't want to be here. <laughs> coach O, get him out of here, right? No doubt, yeah. And the reason I brought that up is because you have to face it head on. It. If you try to ignore it, it's always going to be in the back of your head, okay. and you're never going to move forward. Gotcha. So that's what I want to leave the audience with today is just look at yourselves in the mirror yeah. and acknowledge the shit yep. that's going on in your life. Right. Have a name for it, call it out, right. and, and then beat it. Beat it. Love it. Absolutely. Anthony, words of wisdom <laughs> from the millennial generation. I love it. This is Coach Cimarroni. Thank you for coming in. Love to all. We are all blood. I want to share my thought of the day with you. Question all authority, especially your own. Men, 
Are you looking for that great suit or sports outfit made out of the finest fabrics and made to measure tailoring? J&A Custom Clothing Tailoring and Alteration will come to your home or office and give you that fashion statement that you will be known for. Call J&A Custom Clothing and the owner, Joseph Alberstadt at 216-513-6165. That's J&A Custom Clothing. 216-513-6165. Thank you so much to Wadsworth Youth Wrestling, Coach Wenger, Coach Gramugula, and Dave Brew. Thank you so much for your support. We want to thank Todd Bauman and American Stone Encounters for your support. Thank you so much. We are all blood. Hi, this is Lee Kemp. You've just heard an episode of Blood Time. Check out all the episodes at maverickpodcasting.com.